Hey everybody, this is the Full Vantage Podcast, and this is my attempt to document and share the lessons I've learned and am learning as I help build community and culture from scratch that will make an impact that lasts forever. This is the Full Vantage Podcast. All right, so here we are. Uh, I've got Billy Sprague, and uh, we are both pastors. And what's interesting is we've been talking a ton lately about pain, about what people really go through, about what do we do with our pain. And I have the wildest story to tell you. I have the wildest story to tell you. Okay, so before I tell you the story, um, just I think it's really important that we've actually spoke on pain recently. And it's really powerful. And so let's let's just dive in because people either have pain or they're avoiding it or they don't want to even acknowledge that they have pain. Right. And, uh, and they're just trying to uh, really just go around it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, so, yeah. I, I've been in that place before where um, someone would talk to me about pain and I would go, oh, I just, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not experiencing pain. Even, even if I was, I, I think I would just kind of say, this, this isn't that big of a deal. This isn't that much pain. This isn't exactly what they're talking about. You know, I didn't, I didn't have this intense thing happen, but that keeps coming up. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. And so you have different seasons too. And there's seasons where you're thriving and you don't need to act like you're having pain. You can be thriving and still want to be, learn from what could happen in those seasons. But yeah, I, I've felt that before. I've heard you say, um, I've heard you say this, people most of the time want to alleviate their pain. Yeah. But there is actually an option to annihilate it. Yeah. And let's just like, let's have this conversation get to that Mm -hmm. because I think the person that this is for is actually everyone. Yeah. And this is for anyone that's either in it, on the other side of it, or in the middle of it, and they don't even know it. So uh, we're just going to tackle. Let's let's just tackle a lot. And we're probably going to reference John 11 a ton just because that story has immense pain in it and how Jesus just tackles it and he allows people to approach him and then we can learn how we can approach him i think it's i think it's going to change the game for us so uh, with that being said you need to know this monday right after we talked about pain and how to approach jesus and come i was able to go to bar taco at noon okay one bar taco actually has a great lunch deal and it's it's fire it's fire it's hands down fire they have a great lunch deal i didn't even know about and a friend of mine I was like, hey, let's meet up. Doesn't go to church, doesn't know anything about Jesus. It's all good. Like, we're just friends. Yeah. He's my boy. And we sit down, and he goes through every emotional pain he's in, mm. all the financial pain he's in, yeah. all the physical pain he's in, all the relational pain he's in, all the dreaming future, I don't know what to do with my life pain. That's like five or six different versions of it. And I'm like, bro, what? And I was able to help him mm. come to know that there's an actual way to have his pain annihilated. Yeah, that's good. That's Bro, so good. I, I couldn't have yeah. I couldn't have planned it planned any it better. Yeah. And so uh, it was a game changer. So okay, what as you look back and as you as you look about like what you've learned about pain, where where do people begin? Begin, yeah. Where do we even start? And and I hope as people even hear this, they're going, Wow, this was at the exact right time. Just like your buddy of yeah. talk it's like, man, if someone hears this go this is, this is at this exact right time. That's what God does. He wants to like be with you in it, which is things that we're going to talk about. 
what, yeah. what, how, what happens in pain. He wants to be with you in it. And so I, where I see people in pain, you know, there's, there's, like you said, the relational, the financial, there's all these pieces, but it's really coming to terms with like, man, I am actually recognizing the pain I have and um, the joy I have. You and I talk a lot about this. Jesus was the king of like holding both tensions, yeah. right? Like this, this tension of joy. So like you think about Christmas season. I love Christmas season. I just go nuts for it. And there's so much joy in it. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm, you I'm call a, yourself Clark Griswold. Clark, Clark Griswold. My Dude, gosh. Oh, I'm a, and, and two, I've been watching Elf the last few nights. And Elf also, I'm, I'm either Buddy the Elf or Clark Griswold, depending on the moment, you know? I'm yeah. just like all yeah. in. So I have this like super joy, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't alleviate the fact that there is pain, that there are things going on. And that it's like, man, I, I, I want to address this in the same manner. And I don't need to sacrifice the joy of this season. Yeah. I don't need to sacrifice the joy of it, but I'm making some adjustments as I go. Like, okay, so you're talking about joy, which is on the positive scale, yeah. happiness. Yeah. And you're talking about pain, negative scale, not happy, sadness. Yeah. And you can feel both at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And I think it's totally okay as a part of the human experience yeah. to realize I can actually hold those together. together. That's right. And it doesn't have to cripple me. Yes. It doesn't have to stop me. And I can be the guy, and by the way, this is actually crazy. I've never heard of anyone that actually goes cut down their own tree. Um, you can be the guy that <laughs> goes down the tree. and cuts down his own freaking tree. What in the world? Where do you go to cut down a tree? Buffalo just Creek. Okay, Buffalo Creek. I didn't yep. even know that. I'm gonna have to... You have to get a permit. You can't, okay, just okay. Go cut, you can't just go randomly cut down trees. <laughs> I, I just go to my neighbor's yard, chop it down. Hey, you didn't need this, did you? I thought you were just like going into the woods. With like your chainsaw, did you do use a chainsaw or use, a, use just a, saw, a hand saw? Okay, okay. I was like, what in the world is happening right now? Uh, when you said that, I was my mind was blown. I'm like, what in the world? Uh, and then you didn't have space to put it. But but like just to the, back to the fact, like you can hold both. How do you? Yeah. How do you, Billy? Yeah, yeah. Hold both, both yeah. and it and it like you use it. Yeah. I I think specifically t- to hold both. You do need to come to Jesus. So like you have to approach him okay. with what's going on in your life. So approaching Jesus with your joy and approaching him with your pain. The way that I approach Jesus with my joy is I thank him. Just this posture of thankfulness. And I, you, you think about, too, in pain or in different seasons, um, you can be really anxious, right? Going back yeah. to, to and in Philippians, he says, man, don't be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, bring your request to God. So like when we come with thankfulness, it actually is how we can approach Jesus in the joy. Because you're just going, man, thank you, God. There's all these things. And it just, it creates that posture for you. I think in the pain, the way we ha- we need to approach Jesus, that's what's going to really help to alleviate this. We can do all these temporary things, right? Like yeah. okay, maybe your thing's video games. Maybe your thing's shopping. Maybe you're, I don't know what it is. But you're like, hey, this is this helps me for a moment. Well, that doesn't actually take care of it. Yeah. And so, so, so with Jesus, it, it's this, kind of coming to him, this approach to him that I think people get a little nervous about too because it's like there's a holy part to it, right? I'm, I'm coming to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Right? I'm coming to Jesus. Man, I, I want to make sure I, I step right. You know, yes. like, yeah. like, like there's a, some nerves with coming to him because in our pain, it's a little more raw. We, we think, okay, I can come in the joy. I could be thankful, but it's a little more raw to come in the pain and be like, can I really tell you what I feel? Can I really tell you what I think? Yeah. Can I really, you know, like... And, and, and what we see in John 11 is uh, Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sister. So Lazarus dies, and they come to Jesus. And I, I get this sense from Martha, like, 
she did, wasn't so worried about stepping right. <laughs> like she books it out of the house, meets him, and just like I, you know, I can't tell if she's like. I'm about to give him a piece of my mind. or uh, But then she also acknowledges him as Lord, so you don't really get the feeling she's coming in hot. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. kind of get this feeling of just like approaching him, trusting him with what's going on in her heart, and saying like, man, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yeah. Like, man, just if you would have been here. And so I think in our pain, you got to be able to come to Jesus and say, hey, I really wish you would have stepped up in this moment. Like, like he can accept that sort of interaction. I, I hear people, I've, I've heard um, some talks, I've heard some people say things like, God can handle the argument. He can handle your intensity. Yeah. He can handle this. He can handle the hardest, he question. Can handle hardest question. He can handle your biggest anger yep. issue. Yeah. He can, he can handle all of it. He, he's, <laughs> he created you. He, yeah. he knows what's in there. And I think while you still keep a, um, I'm use this word reverence, this like honor and love and respect and understanding where he is, so a lot of times in my time with God, I confess what, what is going on in my heart that, that I don't think aligns with him. And confess is just telling him, like, God, I know you already know this, but I felt really mad at you. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it just helps to, like, express what I'm feeling and that, hey, I don't want to feel this way, maybe, yeah. but this is how I feel. And, and so it's that balance of coming to him with anything and he can handle it and getting to a place where you're saying, like, I know this isn't my long-term where I want to be. I want to be closer to you. I want to be more like you, Jesus. And so... I think just coming to trust him in that, Martha goes, man, um, if you'd have been here, my brother would have stayed alive. So I think we can come to Jesus with that hard question. Her next, the next thing she says is like affirming who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. You are the Messiah. You are the son of God. I know who you are. And so I think we can do it, it. That's another example of that tension. Like coming with, hey, this is my pain. I wish you'd have been here. And I know you're Lord. Like I know that. And yeah. so I think if we can approach people in the joy and the pain in those ways, it helps us a ton. Dude, okay, okay. So here's what I hear you saying. Here's what I hear you saying. I hear you saying it's time for us to be honest yeah. with where we're That's actually good. at. Yes. And then I hear you saying it's also in our middle of our honesty, we can also be grateful yeah. with where we're at. Yeah. And guess what Guess what that means? We don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. We can be where we're at. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like yeah. I think there's so much freedom and confidence that comes in. I don't have to be somebody I'm not. No, yeah. I actually find, um, I actually find an annihilation of my pain when I come to Jesus and I am who I am yeah. today. Yes. In yes. this moment. Yes. And we yep. can hold it like this, and we can say, "I am grateful, yep. but I am hurting." Yeah. And I think in our pain we get in that trap of I don't know if I can approach Jesus like in that way. Like, can, can I even do that? Am, am, I, am I allowed to do that? We get this, like, almost fear of that honesty coming to him. And in nowhere in Scripture does he say that. No. He's like, dude, just come to me, and we'll hash it out together. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, people, if, if you're going to church, I've heard this. People go, um, no, yeah, I kind of need to clean myself up before I come. And you're like, oh, no, that— we all we we all are cleaning up inside. You're We're gonna be missing everything. You're gonna miss. Yeah. No. No one. This 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 building would be empty if everyone thought that. Yeah. Like, no one here has it all cleaned up, and so you got to come in here to start working with the Lord, being honest with Him, and working out what's going on inside you. The goal is not cleaning up. He cleaned up. Yeah. Because isn't that like, isn't it? We need to see Him from His motive. Mm, yeah. And we don't need to place like our selfish motives on Him yeah. or what we see how other people treat us. Yes. It's like, speak to, talk to us about like, what is his motive yeah. if you were to nail it down? Because I think we need to understand that. Yeah. 
so that we can be ourselves. ourselves. Yep, totally, yep. So when, when we, even in that story where, where Martha comes, Mary comes and says the exact same thing to him. And what's interesting about Mary is in Luke 10, she's the one who sits at Jesus' feet. Yeah. And she listens to his words. And it's just, you could just tell, Mary's posture, the way that she's described is someone who's just like, I just love being with Jesus. I love hearing what he's got to say. I love doing all these things. And then in John 11, it says, this is the Mary who pours perfume on Jesus' feet. But that's written in John chapter 12. So, you know, the way that books of the Bible are written, it's, it's letters, it's these, these stories, these it's gospels. It's recounts. It's recounts. It's people looking happened. back. And so you have this perspective. And so everyone knew Mary as the one who poured perfume on Jesus' feet, who honored his feet, who prepared his feet, right? Yeah. Just like this crazy sign of honor. So he's referencing her as that. Could you imagine you say that? You're like, oh, that's just that's Trevor who's all in for the Lord. That guy was the one who came to Jesus and said, yeah. where were you? Yeah. Like, man, my brother wouldn't have died if you were here. So Mary comes with that same question. She's the one who sits at his feet. She's the one who honors his feet. But in that in-between, she's in some pain. And so she's having a hard time trusting his motives. But what do Martha and Mary both do? They come to Jesus. Yeah. They actually come to him. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like we, we need to start to trust his motives. And, and in that, one of the most powerful parts of this, this story of John 11, Jesus comes to Lazarus's tomb, which is a cave with a stone rolled in front of it, and Lazarus is dead inside. And I think, man, one of the biggest um, illustrations of that for us is yeah. our hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's how we feel in our pain or, or in, in a dream that we've closed in, in something to trust God with. Like we are trying to trust his, mo his motives, but as we try to trust his motives, we have actually had something die in our hearts and we've rolled the stone in front of it. Like, dude, you can't come in here. Like, dude, I'm keeping this for me. Mm. And so if we start to roll that stone away, if we start to trust him more, he will resurrect what's dead inside of us. Come He'll on. bring it back to life. Yeah. And, and I think as I've seen people do that, we, it's people, life change. People talk about their hearts changing. Like, man, Jesus did something crazy. He changed my heart. That's what they're talking about. They're going, man, I just opened the stone. I rolled that stone away a little bit. I opened up a little bit. I started trusting him just a little bit. And then this is what he did. And, yeah. and that's how he can annihilate the pain. Yeah. And when he does that, we get to approach him in light of, his miracles mm -hmm. because it's based off of what he can do for what he can do yep. in his power and yes. his limitlessness yes. and who he is right. and that he conquers death and that he brings people to life and that yeah. he's the you know and it's just like it's like oh wow okay so pain is a part of the human experience yep. because of my sin mm -hmm. because of the yep. struggle because yep. of my separation from god yeah. it's a part of the human experience well why yeah. Because of free will. Well, guess what's on the other side of free will? If you don't have free will, you don't have love. Yeah, right. Okay, so, so then we have this thing. The reason he gives us free will is because he wants us to choose him and find a love that has no end. Yeah. But if there's an opportunity and a capacity for a love that has no end, guess what there also has to have, have a uh, capacity for? A pain that has no end. Yeah, that's so good, man. I love that. And so the game changer is this, us deciding to approach game changer it's good yep because the pain's gonna the pain is going to be there because of how our oh. world is set up and you need that in order to love but if we approach him that's what switches it that's so good man i i i haven't even thought about that in the context of even this the john 11 and in my pain and so 
thinking about why there's there's different kinds of suffering, right? Like yeah. in in that story, Jesus says this is so that the Son would be glorified. This is so Jesus would be glorified. So sometimes there are those circumstances. I think a lot of the pain that we experience is more of just the pain and suffering because we live in a broken world. Yeah, it's not yeah. for the glory of God. you know. Sometimes I think we go, God, is this you? And it's like, man, this was just something really hard that happens because of the broken world we live in. And so we're we're also. I think that's why we struggle to approach Jesus sometimes because we're going, how should I step towards you in this? Because is this you? Is this for your glory? Or is this because we're in a broken world, right? These different modes of suffering that, that occur. But I think too, yeah, if you can understand that same tension of, man, there's some of this brokenness because of some of the same reason there'd be such an intense love that brings us to, to a freedom of, okay, well, no matter what I need to approach Jesus. Oh, okay. So we, we've talked about this. Shortest verse in all scripture. Jesus wept. Yeah. Jesus wept. That's when he approaches the tomb and he's moved again. Yeah. He's moved with compassion. Yes. Yeah. He's moved with um, love. I think the, this whole chapter is fueled with love. Yeah. Everything he does from the beginning, I remember you, you reading it to me and reading some of your thoughts on it and it was... Because he loved, mm. so he stayed. Yeah. Because he loved them, he stayed. Yeah. Two more days. He did not do what everyone thought he was going to do. Yeah. Fueled by love. And then he gets to this moment, he weeps. Yeah. And I believe that a part of it, as I read it and I look at it, it's because it wasn't supposed to be like this. Mm. It just wasn't supposed to be like this. But he gives us free will so that we have an opportunity to choose him because it wouldn't be love if we didn't have the opportunity to choose. And we chose, humans chose, pain and suffering. And yet he meets us where we are Mm -hmm. so that we can figure out who he really is. What is the depth for us in your mind of him weeping? And who is he weeping for? Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard you talk about this yeah, as yeah, well. Yep. Yeah. So he, because he approaches, even when Mary and Martha ask that question, you think, okay, sh- was he just going to kind of lash out? Is he going to correct them? As we approach Jesus in our pain and let him know how we're really feeling, is he just going to correct us, rebuke us? Yeah. Is God the lightning bolt God? Like, how's he coming back? And then that's where Jesus is moved in his spirit, and then he weeps. And so he, he's weeping, and he's 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 surrounding everybody there going like, man, I'm with you in this. And I love, I love how you said that where it's like, man, he also too, he knows what's about to happen. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus knows what did happen and what's going to happen. And so he's weeping with him. You're going, you're about to, you're about to raise this dude from the dead. Why are you weeping? And it's not for Lazarus, right? It's not for the, the, the dead brother in the tomb right now. He's weeping with the people. He's weeping for them in their pain, yeah. in their suffering. He's feeling, he, he displays his empathy before his authority to raise from the dead, right? So this empathy and this love, this care, this being Hold up, say us, that again. He, he displays his empathy before he displays his authority. Elaborate on that. And so his, his empathy is like, man, I care for you and I'm with you in your pain. I, we so quickly want the result. Yeah. God, just, hey, just give me the boyfriend. Just give me the wife. Just give me the promotion. Just give me the money. Like, I just want the quick fix. 
And we're missing the fact that his presence, his empathy, his love, his connection with us is way better than anything he's going to give for us. And so him actually giving himself to us is what we need to start to embrace. Yes. Like, hey, he's going, man, I want to be with you in your pain and I want to sit with you. That's going to be such a sweet time and sweet moment that we typically try to avoid because we want to avoid pain. But if we can start to embrace him in that, man, it's sweet. And so he displays his empathy before his authority. He's about to show us that, that not even death, not even the grave has any authority over him or power. He has all authority over the living and the dead. He's, he's the God. He, he is the Lord who raises people back to life. Yes. That's who he is. So he's about to display that authority, but he just wants to, to show everyone, man, I'm with you in your pain. And two, I think in, in our lives and our hope is in your pain, there will be some alleviation. And if it doesn't happen in this life, it'll happen in the next. If, if your hope and faith and trust is in Jesus, there will be no more pain, no more crying, no more death, no more sorrow when, when the end comes and Jesus comes back. And so our hope is in that no matter what. Whatever pain you're in, you can have the joy and hope knowing that while still hashing it out with God. Hey, man, this has been really tough for me. Gosh. Okay, so like you just spoke into embracing the mystery as well. Yeah. And as, as we pray and as we ask for the Lord, you also highlighted that getting him above the thing we're asking for mm. is the hands down most valuable, important thing that could ever happen in our life. Yep. But why do some prayers get answered? Mm. Why do some miracles happen for some people, yep. whether they believe in Jesus or not? Why does... It's kind of like the why do good things happen yeah, to bad people, bad people and yeah. bad things happen to good yeah. people conversation. But like yeah. specifically in the forms of miracles and prayer yeah. and answer, like what would you say? What would you say to someone that's struggling with, man, I feel like I've prayed for this forever. Herbert, yeah. This yeah. pain keeps I just need a miracle. Where's mine? Yeah, yeah. you know? Where's, where's my, yeah. What, yes, what would yeah, you yeah. say to someone that's going yeah. to someone? So, like so there's there's a couple things I think that people have heard. Because there's some verses in scripture, and then there's just some some sayings in the world. And so people hear these, and they kind of formulate it into a core belief. Right. So uh, James 4 says, you have not because you ask not. So sometimes people literally just are not asking God for, for, for the miracle. But then it says, sometimes you ask, but with the wrong motives. So sometimes you're like, man, the motive of this prayer, this isn't aligning with what God desires. Yeah. And so you kind of have this, okay, well, that's tough. But yeah, what you just said, there's people who've asked with motives that they're going, this aligns with what God says. How come I'm not getting the miracle? And then, yeah, people who don't ask for miracles get incredible miracles. You're like, how did they, how did you get that? You know? And so, so people, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, and when yeah. you're in pain, you're like kind of bitter at the person who gets a miracle and say, um, um, oh, who said this? Uh, Woody Allen. He said, uh, every time my friend succeeds, a part of me dies. He's <laughs> just, just like, he's like, dude, when reference. they get their miracle and I don't like a part of me dies. And so, man, I think we can, we can struggle with that, of, of how does that work? How does that happen? And ultimately, it takes me to Isaiah 55, where God says, like, hey, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But mine are ab- my, my ways are above your ways, and so are my thoughts above your thoughts. And so we really have to, to start to trust that, like, man, he has something bigger for this. Right. And that he's also, he's also working out his miracles not our miracles. So we start to ask, like, God, I want this, I want that. I, uh, man, I shared this story 
um, with a buddy, and I was like, man, I, uh, I had this moment where I was with some friends who were struggling in their faith, and we're at the ocean, and I was like, God, will you just make a giant whale jump out of the water? <laughs> Needless to say, no whale. There's no, whale didn't jump. But That's I'm asking God for like, hey, I want that quick fix right now. These guys are struggling in their faith. I want you to just display yourself. My motives are not for me. My motives were for them to know Jesus. So I'm like, okay, right motives. My ask, well, God, why didn't you do that? You know, and it's like, sometimes it's just his ways are above ours. He, he, he also has a different plan. So one of my, one of my buddies, he, uh, right after we, we kind of graduated and stuff, man, he started going to a, a church and he started growing. All these things happened. And, and then he helped start this ministry that have reached thousands and has moved. And, you know, and so in this timing, so cool. we want God's miracle. We want our miracle right now instead of God's miracle that's going to be even better. So Lazarus is dead. They're like, why didn't you heal him when he was sick? Why didn't you save him before he died? Right? That's the question of the miracle I want. But you know what the miracle that God has is raising him from the dead, and it's better. Yeah. And so if we can start to expect his miracles above expecting our own miracles, it builds on embracing that mystery. It, it, it builds on trusting him, and it really takes us to this place where we're ready to even surrender to him. And, and we can surrender because Jesus also surrendered. Yeah. So, so Jesus in the garden, he prays, Lord, take this cup from me. Which means take this responsibility. Which in the garden, right before he goes to the cross to die for our sins, to yes. save us, he actually asks God, God. Yeah. to uh, to take this cup from him because he knows what he's about to go through, yes. which is not the physical pain. I believe it's not the physical mm. pain. It's the separation from the Father, the Father that yeah. he's most like not wanting. That makes the most sense, by the way. Totally, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, any amount of pain I'll go through as long as I can be, be connected to the Father because yeah. he understands the depth. But yes. I, just, I just thought that that's, was really clear like, before really the garden because he was in a garden a he lot. He was in a garden a lot. <laughs> I think that's really important. And, and what, what broke his heart, right? He's praying. It says he's sweating blood. That was yeah. obviously an intense moment. It's not a you're sitting on your bed. Hey, God, how's it going? You know, I mean, he, this is an intense <laughs> prayer he's praying right now. And he's like, God, take this. Oh, take this cup from me. Take this responsibility. Take this this separation I'm about to experience from me. I think that's really good. Take this separation that we're gonna have. Take this away. There's gotta be another way. I don't wanna go down this path. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna be tortured and killed and separated from you. So so take this cup away. What we can take from that is Jesus asked God for something specific. Yeah. We can ask God for something specific. And you know what? He answers those all the time. I, we had we had someone healed just the other day. He goes, man, I got the shoulder pain. So people prayed for it. And he's like, dude, my shoulder is better. He's like, I was at a 9 out of 10 pain. I'm at a 1 out of 10 pain. Wow. That's insane. Right. You're just like, of course, we can ask God for things. He hears us, and he does it for his glory and for our good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And so, so we can ask, and then God tells Jesus no. He tells Jesus no. God is a – he's grown man, right? He's, a, he's grown God. Like he can come to you and say, hey, you know what? This, the miracle you're asking for isn't mine. I have something even better for you. Yeah. Right? I have my presence and I have something better that's coming. Yeah. And so he might say no in the time. And then what happens to Jesus? Raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of God, a hundred million angels singing, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Come on. I mean, just an eternity of what's to come. So we need to, as we trust him, is start to expect his miracles. So when we don't hear Sometimes God says no. Sometimes he says not yet. So you go, man, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. It might be not yet. And what's hard is you go, okay, well, 
what's the timeline? Yeah. We don't know. His ways are, are better than ours. Uh, you know, our the timeline he's on is not the timeline we are on. Yeah. And so that's where, where that trust comes back. We gotta really trust him. Yeah, and okay, so that's huge because that wasn't his will. Yes. And his will for our life looks a lot like why we were created mm. and our identity and our calling. Because listen to this, Jesus says earlier, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There was no other way in the garden because that's not who he was. It wasn't meant to be another way. He was the way. Yeah. And so his human side was looking for another way. But the will of the will of God and what he already knew was, um, I may, I'm going to say this and this isn't what's going to happen. But I still need to say it. Because it's how I feel, feel. Yeah. which comes back to the pain and being yep. honest. Yes. We are not sinning when we are going through pain. Yep. And we're also not sinning when we're honest about our pain. Yes. I think that's a huge. I think that's huge. That's a, okay, so like that just like dawned on me right yep. now while you're yep. talking about this. Yes. Because, because Jesus is perfection, he is not sinning in this moment. Yep. And he's not less all-knowing. Mm-hmm. He's not less God. Yes. He is just revealing his humanity, mm-hmm. which is a such a game changer such for us. a game changer man that's so good that that spoke to me <laughs> while you just said it you're like man yeah the, 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 the approach it's it's so good to i think we we either we see god as that i maybe a little bit smiteful and that context no no yeah or, or, or we think like okay he's too holy and good and like i can't really approach him and it's like to see Jesus do that yeah. is, is should be relieving for us. To see John 11, where people come and go, Jesus, if you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened. That should be relieving to us. Man, we can come in exactly like you said, whatever we're actually feeling, being honest with how we're feeling. And and I know, like even if you kind of know, God, I don't think there's another way, but I need to tell you how I'm feeling. I mean, that's huge, dude. Gosh. That's huge. Gosh, I, I mean, like... As, as people really go through serious pain, yeah. like serious stuff, I think John 11 is key for us to like live in because it's the most serious pain, yeah. which is death, loss, and love. Yeah. And so as we look, as we look to our futures, as we're going to have to deal a lot with that because we're humans. Both personally and publicly and relationally, all the stuff. Um, how do we? How do we go from here? There's somebody that's going through pain. There's somebody that's in it. We've talked a lot about different ways to approach mm-hmm. Jesus in it, from approaching it in like his mystery, approaching Jesus in his motive, approaching Jesus in our joy mm-hmm. and in our pain with honesty and then joy and gratefulness, and then approaching him um, in his miracles and what he can do and what in his power. Like, can you get really practical for us today? What would be the one thing that you would encourage somebody, maybe that doesn't believe in Jesus Mm. or that doesn't, is not following him? What would you say, like, hey, begin here. What would you say to that that? person? Because as everything we've talked about is about approaching Jesus, it's just approaching him. It, it, right. We've talked about different ways to come to him in these things. And so for someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, um, 
there, there's a spot that I think would really annihilate that pain for a long, 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 long time. Come on. And I do think though to what's that first step that that first baby step is to actually pray to him. Yeah. Because come to him. Come to him. Which is actually in John 11. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. actually in John 11 where she comes to his feet. Mm. It says that right there. Yeah. And then what we find is she keeps ending up there. Yeah. yeah. She keeps ending up there. Yeah. Previous chapters, she's there. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what is she doing? She's not doing anything. She's not cleaning or yeah. whatever. And, and then the, the next chapter, she's there. Yeah. And then, by the way, like, they also try to kill Lazarus, yeah. who just had the miracle of cu- They plotted to kill him in the next chapter yes. as well. And it's like, oh, just because you get your miracle, does it, and you get your pain alleviated and you can come back from the death from death and fine life that doesn't mean that people aren't going to like come at you that's right (laughs) um, but but like but elaborate on coming to jesus because i think that is huge and it's actually in john chapter chapter, yep and so when they come to him man it's they they come with the honesty yeah so if if you're like i don't jesus i don't even know if you're real say that to him god i don't even know if you're real i don't even know if you're here like just you know, talk to him about it. Say it to him because when you start to to hash it out with him, you go, "Hey man, you know what, God? Will you show me you? Will you just show me yourself? Will you show me God that you're real?" And if we can actually get kind of past the the miracle or the pain or the the one individual thing, sometimes we get so specific. Like God, I I you're only real if my house sells. It's it's like. Okay, well, if that's not in God's will and that's not in his way and that's not how he's going to reveal himself to you, you're going to miss him forever. Yeah. But if you can come to him and go, man, God, whatever your honesty is, man, I feel this pain, I feel this, will you just show yourself to me? Will you just reveal yourself? Man, he answers that prayer, right? Even in this story, you look at, man, they come to his feet, where were you, all these things. It's not in their timeline, but he reveals himself. He reveals who he is. He reveals that he's over the grave, that he's over life, that he's over all these things. And he'll reveal that to you. And then as that starts to happen, you, you just, you, my experience is I started to do that. I started to say, hey, God, I don't, I don't really know who you are. I don't really know this. And so I just started praying. I remember one time I like hurt my foot. I was like, God, help my foot get better. I don't, I don't know what to say. Did I even say that right? Did I, did I talk to you right? Did I pray this right? And I just, I kind of kept going and I kept saying like, all right, God, I don't, here's how I feel. I don't know if you're real in this moment or this one. And as I kept it ha- happening, I learned more and more about him and it became sweeter and sweeter because that presence becomes so like apparent because that's what he's really trying to do. So instead of giving me quick fixes, he was so gracious and kind to come and be in my presence. So as I talked to him, as I prayed, and I asked these things, he started to work in that presence. And I go, man, then his truth starts to come over me. And I started to learn okay, you know what, Jesus, you were the only way. In that garden, you asked for another way. There was no other way. You are, only, you are the only way. And so that means that I need to put my hope and faith and trust in you. And in Romans, it says, those who confess with their mouths and believe in their heart that he died for our sins and was raised from the dead, they will have eternal life. And so when, when I understood that, I go, man, I've experienced your presence. I've experienced what you have for me in this. And ultimately for your glory, man, I, that's what I want. And so then I just, I accepted Jesus in that. And really now all my hope in pain, I can actually look forward to a day where Jesus comes back because he, he will come back. It's very clear. Jesus is going to come back. And when he does, I'm going to be like, let's go. 
everything, right, we talked about this, no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, none of this is going to happen, and we're just going to get to be with him and his presence and his goodness and his holiness and all the evil, all the pain, all this destruction, it's all going to be gone. And my hope is in that all the time now when I come in pain. So to the person who, who doesn't know him, man, take that one very practical step and talk to him about it. Come to his feet, tell him exactly how you're feeling, that's where they start, and then Martha progresses in that of who Jesus is, who, what he's going to do, his presence. He weeps with her. He moves. And you start to go down this progression where you realize, man, Jesus is the only way to this. And once you come to that, man, your hope starts to change in all seasons of joy and in all seasons of pain. The way that I try to be honest like you're talking about as well, yeah. the way that I try to be honest is I also have to quote to myself truth mm. Romans 8:28 says all things work together for the good of those who love him mm. and live according to his purposes yeah. so whether i say it right or i say it wrong or i don't know how to say it yeah or i don't say anything <laughs> it will work together for my good mm. if i just live life with him yeah. a real relationship at its core has to have a heart of honesty. Mm. It has to have a heart of honesty. And if we can begin there, whether we believe in Jesus or not, we will find a real relationship. Yeah. And through a real relationship, whether it's my relationship with you yeah. or my relationship with anyone or my relationship with God, yeah. the beauty of an honest relationship means that the pain that you and I will go through as friends or anyone with, as, as friends or as family, is the pain no longer uses me. Mm. I use it. Dude. And I can actually ha use the power that is pain to go deeper in relationship with you, yeah. to have meaning come in, yeah. to feel and be alive instead of avoid and numb and not be alive. Yeah. Because that is death. That is avoidance. That is not true, mm -hmm. and that is not being, being honest, but me faking it and thinking that I'll make it, and I will never fake it yeah. and make it. Yeah. Yeah. I will, that is not a thing. That is a Band-Aid that's trying to solve cancer. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, that is, that is just not a thing. And yeah. so, man, like, there is something special happening um, in our lives, yeah. but then in, in the lives of the people that are around us, mm -hmm. and we're seeing it on a regular basis. Yeah. And so... Just like, as we encourage the person that's even just listening to this, we're in process. Yeah, You and I are both in yeah. process. Yeah. And uh, what's the one thing that you would just kind of leave this conversation with, with yeah. to encourage the person listening? Yeah, I think, um, and I just encourage if whatever your pain is, right? I, I, shared, I shared this with you. My, my aunt passed away four years ago to breast cancer. You know, and my cousin, her her son just got married three weeks ago. You're like, man, I was never more aware of the pain there and the, the lack of her presence there, you know, just being around. And so, um, man, there's pain like that. I feel like in, you know, we know a bunch of people lately gone, going through breakups and just this this pain that comes with, it's really this pain of, of my hope of what was coming has just ended as much as the immediate pain. And so just th these different places of pain, um, 
I think I've, that I've experienced and when I've been in them, um, I think just ultimately is that the most practical next step is, is come to Jesus and talk to him. Yeah. Just one line. What would you say yeah. to him no matter where you're at? And the question that comes to my mind when you say that is, he is with you. Are you with him? Because mm. that's what it looks like to approach somebody yeah. and to be with him. Yeah. He is with you. Yeah. What does it look like for maybe you to be with him? Um, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. We're going to see what happens as we keep leaning in and, uh, and just excited for all that God is doing. Yeah. And just all that's happening is people find real relationships yeah. and find their pain not just alleviated but annihilated. So let's see what happens this week.